Hello, everybody, and welcome to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. My name is Jose Jose de la Roca. I live in Los Angeles, California, and with me is always Andy, and he's all the way from England. Andy, what's up? Hey, Jose, how's everything going? I'm pretty good, and yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, it's a little bit nippy in, in, in the UK at the moment. It's a little bit cold, but yeah, staying warm, staying warm. And with us, as always, from the headquarters of PocketTactics.com is Joe. Joe, what's up? Hey, guys. You know, I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, a little bit croaky. Got a bit of a cough, but otherwise I'm fine. All right. And if you guys are brand new listeners, this podcast is basically about three dads. Andy and I didn't have a dad, so this podcast is basically based off my book how to be a dad without a dad and Andy and I didn't have dads growing up for different reasons and we just wanted to share with you guys our stories about being a dad and how that affects our lives you know everything because if you're a responsible and caring parent it's going to affect your life completely and Joe tagged along because he's a really good addition of this podcast because he's the funny one in this podcast right Joe that's debatable but Sure. All right. So before we start, because Joe may stay or may go, because as a parent, he has to take care of his family and his daughter is going through a little bit of a cold. Is it? Uh, she's got a minor chest infection um, and she's randomly just woken up. So I may have to give reinforcement to my wife. Cool. cool. So before Joe has to go, because he's a responsible parent, I wanted to start with something different. And I... Believe it or not, this face may look like doesn't read and doesn't have a lot of knowledge on things, but I do read a lot, and I like to read biographies about, you know, singers and bands and stuff like that. And I was reading the, um, I guess, biography of the Beastie Boys, and uh, it's a big, big book. And it's a very interesting book because it talks about stories. It's not like a typical biography. It has a lot of things, pictures, stories, and and, you know, Andy is researching it right now at, at the moment. I can hear his computer. <laughs> sorry, going. sorry. I, I, yeah, it's, it's a good book. It's a good book. <laughs> so there was a thing that they had where when they were kids and they barely were starting their uh, the band, the Beastie Boys. It was for them. If most people don't know that, but it's for them when they started. They did a little survey with within themselves. And I thought that I would do that with you guys starting the show. And it's called My Favorite. So I'm going to be asking you guys your favorites. It's going to be random things, and then we'll see what you guys answer. And I'm going to start with Joe because we don't have that much time, so I know Andy's going to take like two hours to do this. (laughs) 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 All right, Joe. So I'm just going to ask you your favorites. So, for example, I'm going to say something that you give me your favorite. This survey is called My Favorites. So we start with music. Um, it's got to be, uh, anime soundtracks as nerdy as that sounds. Uh, I watch a lot of anime personally and, uh, I don't know, something about J-pop is really good just to listen to in the background when I'm trying to do other things. So that's probably my favorite type of music. Movie. Movie. Oh God. Um, I can't name a single one. So I'm gonna have to pass on that one. Just name one. Oh, Joe, come on, oh, man. Just- it's a complicated... All right, no, Just favorite the... movie is Zulu. Zulu is the best film of all time. Yeah, you've Fact. been saying that a lot on Twitter, so I knew you were going to say that. Book. <laughs> uh, book, uh, Ender's Game, 
by Orson Scott Card. Okay, sport. I, I'm not. I don't really play sport. Um, I know football. Hobby. Favorite hobby. Um, uh, either video games or war games. It's a kind of close contest between the two. Place to be alone. Um, my office, I imagine. Or no, upstairs in my attic. Probably, actually. Place to visit. Uh. <laughs> and he's taking notes because it's going to take like three hours to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not a single place, but I like visiting uh, castles and forts. There you go. Food. So, group. Uh, food. Uh, Chinese. Entertainment watching. What do you like to watch for entertainment? Um, more TV than films and in like sci-fi action or historical TV shows. Animal. I know, they're all rubbish. <laughs> color. Favorite color. Favorite color is blue. Song. Uh, it's probably a Muse song, but I don't know which one. Sport figure. You don't watch sports? Sport, sport figure. <laughs> Rooney. Okay. Female hero. <laughs> Female hero. Um, oh, That's a good one, but I don't really, it's not something I've thought about before, so I don't really have an answer. Male hero. Male hero. Besides Andy. <laughs> you can be honest, Joe. I mean, I, I know I'm here, but you can be honest. It's fine. It's, it's no, you, you're a terrible person, Andy. Go away. Um, metal hero. That should be an easy. Uh, it's not something I specifically think about. Um, well, that's the point. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I can't answer TV show. Favorite TV show? Uh... Gonna say Babylon Five. Okay, movie star. Movie star. Um, I have a lot of time for Robert Downey Jr. I have to say. There you go, singer. Singer. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> band. Favorite band. Um, Muse. Person. Favorite person. Well, obviously, my darling wife. Maybe. And your daughter. <laughs> Following that question that you said your wife, uh, sex symbol. <laughs> Two answers can't be the same joke. Come on. I don't know. Sex symbol. What even is a sex symbol? It's I don't a know. Question. It could be can't anime. Answer a question without a question, Joe. That's, that's not how this game works. You can. That's how questions work. You just don't answer them. Sex symbol. Ne no, next one. I'm not answering that one. Okay, cartoon. Favorite cartoon. Um, it's probably an anime. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Season one, though, because the other scenes have been terrible so far. Album. Favorite album. I don't really have one. I, I don't really listen in terms of albums. Favorite city. Favorite city, Cologne. I really like Cologne. Been there loads of times. Favorite sound? 
Favorite sound? Besides my voice. <laughs> Favorite drink? Favorite drink? Um, ale, craft, craft beer, that kind of stuff. What was your favorite age, if you could go back and you think? Favorite age? Um, I don't know, because when I look back at my life, um, you start every crying? year prior to the year... Well, yeah. Every <laughs> year prior to the year I'm in seems kind of shit. So I, I, my favorite age is probably... The future. Yeah. Nice. And because I added my... this one, uh, favorite game. Favorite game? Oh, God, that's complicated. All right. Um, so... Technically, it's probably Halo. There you go. All right, Andy, you ready? Uh, can I just say, Joe took a long time answering those. Can I just say, like, not quick fire. It took a long time. Yeah, so. and he passed a lot, which the only one that I give him a pass for passing is Sex Symbol because uh, shout out to Joe's wife, which is our number three fan. Uh, shout out to her. She's a lovely person. <laughs> shout out to you. Keep listening. Thank you for listening. All right, yeah. Andy. Ready? I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. Music. Uh, favorite music? What, as in type of music? You see, that's what I mean. Jeez. <laughs> I'd already answered two questions by now, Andy. What's wrong with you? Uh, favorite type of music? I would probably say movie soundtracks. Movie. Uh, Inception. Wow. Book. Oh, book. Uh... That's a good book, Joe. Uh, a good book that I've read recently. <laughs> I uh, knew this was going to take two hours. <laughs> oh, man, I can't... I'm doing a job. I can't think of any books. Um, uh, watch Zulu in, in this time. You know that, right? <laughs> you really can't. It's a really long film. Okay, uh, let's pass on books because okay, Andy... I'll, I'll pass it out, pass it out. Andy right. only, listen, only reads magazines like Pocket Tactics.com. <laughs> um, favorite sport? Uh, football. Really? Not motor racing? Okay. Hobby? Running. Place to be alone? Joe's answer in the attic was really good. Uh, when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, we're we're asking your answers, in by my, the way. In my car. <laughs> place to visit? Uh, Warsash, my hometown that I kind of grew up in very, very formulative years, like six to ten. Food. Bacon cakes and pasta that my mum makes. Brilliant stuff. She, well, we'll go back to that. Entertainment for watching, watching entertainment. Motor racing. Animal. Chimpanzee. Uh, that's where you like me? Oh, thank you. Color. <laughs> uh, cyan. <laughs> what? That's not an answer. <laughs> that is an answer. That is not an answer. Cyan's a color. Totally Cyan's, okay. a, Cyan's a made up color for decorators, all right? Pick a real color. Uh, it's, like, color. it's like aqua. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Song. Cyan. Uh, uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. What? That's cool. Uh, sports figure. Uh, Nigel Mansell. Wow. That's a really good answer, by the way. Uh, female hero. Emily Pankhurst. Wow. Male hero. 
Male hero. Uh, probably my brother. Oh, that's a good one. Shout out to your brother. Uh, favorite TV show? Oh, God, this is a really tough one. Uh, probably Gundam Wing. Okay. That's the worst out of all the Gundam TV shows, but I'll, I'll give you that. I'll allow it. <laughs> Probably the only one our audience might have heard of, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, movie yep. star. Uh, Tom Hardy. What? Okay. Singer. Prince. Nice band. Uh, Billy Talent from Calendar. Uh, from Canada, from Canada, really good uh, metal band. Check them out; they're really good. Billy Talent. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we will check it out. Person, my son. Sex symbol. Let's see. This is where Joe <laughs> fucked up. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Your wife. wife. There you go. That's what's that. Cartoon, your favorite cartoon. My favorite cartoon. Uh, I would probably say My Neighbor Totoro, Studio Ghibli or Ghibli. Oh, I never heard that. Album. Offspring Americana. City. Vancouver. Sound. Hmm. Really like that sound of a car. Uh, like so, the British Touring Car Championship. They they when they shift down, uh, when they do it too quick, there's the sound of like exhaust popping as the energy like discharges. Uh, it's that sound. So it's like pop 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 pop. It's really good. You see, Joe is not too hard to answer. Favorite drink? It is actually. <laughs> I had time to think about it. I'm really glad to go second. <laughs> uh, favorite drink? Uh, uh, favorite drink is probably uh, Dr. Pepper. Uh, that's a good one. Um, that is a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, favorite age, if you could go back in time and think of an age that you were very happy. It's the age I'm at now, to be honest. Good job. And... I added this one, favorite game. Favorite game. Uh, my favorite game is Broken Sword by Revolution Software. They're a UK developer. They're based in the Midlands. Uh, classic adventure game. Came out on PS2, also on PC. Played it on PC. It was the first game I played when I was underage to play it as well. It came in a double pack with Cannon Fodder 2. Yeah. So, Broken Sword. Wait, you mean underage Player? Did you say no, that? No, as in, I was underage to play it. It came in like a double pack. Uh, it was when Virgin published games in the UK. Uh, and basically, it was in a double pack with Broken Sword and uh, Cannon Fodder 2. And Cannon Fodder 2, even though it was like pixel later graphics, like Joel backed me up on this, it was still rated like a 15 in the UK for no bloody stupid reason. Uh, so, yeah. Also, for you, that was like watching porn when you were like 15. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. Okay. I'm all about those pixelated soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Some quotes I really shouldn't say. <laughs> anyway, carry on. 
There you go. Well, if you if anybody wants to know my answers, we'll go with music. My favorite music is uh, reggaeton. My favorite movie is um, uh, Toy Story. My favorite book is uh, Drunk on Sports. Talks about this uh, uh, journalist who covers a lot of sports and he struggled with alcoholism. Favorite hobby at the time, I really don't have a hobby, but I guess playing with my son. Uh, place to be alone, right here. It is my one-bedroom apartment. It's my living room. Place to, uh, place to visit. Uh, our favorite pizza place is very. They treat us really well. It's really good pizza. Uh, favorite food. Uh, I would like to say either pizza, or um, Peruvian food. Entertainment to watch. I will say baseball. Animal Panther. And I didn't write this down. I can show you guys right now. Um, color blue. Song that was a complicated one. Has to. Was a, song. <laughs> oh shit! I don't even. Uh, song. Hmm. Uh, don't stop me now by Queen. That's a really good song for oh, me. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, sports figure Jackie Robinson, female hero. Uh, I never thought about this one before. Female hero. Oh. Michelle Obama, of course. Male hero, Obama. Uh, TV show. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I if I should say this, but I really, really love Friends and The Office, the American version, yeah. because I never seen that's the, okay. The British that's okay. version. You, you drink tea weird, so you'd like the wrong office. <laughs> <laughs> Movie star Will Smith. Anything that he's in, I'll go watch. Singer. Uh, I think Freddie Mercury is the best singer ever, but I'll give another person the singer. Uh, singer, singer, singer. Who do I have on my playlist? I'll pass on that one just like band, queen, of course. Uh, favorite person has to be my son. Sex symbol. I will go a different way with you guys. And I have a thing with black hair and blue eyes, light skinned girls. So, for example, like uh, show you the Chanel, anybody like that. Um, cartoon, favorite cartoon that I always like. It was either Dragon Ball Z or uh, Transformers. Favorite album. That's a really complicated one. I will say anything with Arjona. I will listen to the whole album and actually like it. Arjona is a Guatemalan uh, singer. Um, my favorite city, I would have to say L.A., of course. Favorite sound, my son's laughter. Uh, favorite drink, I used to drink a lot of Jameson. So I will say my favorite alcoholic drink was Honey Jack Daniels. So if anybody's out there looking for a good shot, Honey Jack Daniels. My favorite age would have to be when I was probably like 22, 21. I didn't have that much debt. I was free. I was making okay money. Uh, favorite video game has to be FIFA because that's the only things I play. Well, there you go. <laughs> that was twenty. We know each other a bit better now. Well, I think, I, I think it's good. I actually wanted to do it to like get to know each other and actually see our responses and maybe see that you know we're all different. And it was an interesting thing that they actually posted that on the Beastie Boys book. And I think it's one of those things that uh. I'm actually going to go, uh, hopefully nobody listens to this because I think I want to make it a surprise. Uh, it seems like my uncle in Mexico is about to die 
and my mom and my uncle uh, from Guatemala are going to go visit them. So I've been wanting to record them. So what I'm planning to do is actually go there during the week that they are and record them. And I actually want to take this survey because it's it's a very interesting survey that it makes you know a lot of sense in different ways and it's uh, interesting. So I wanted to throw that out there, in, you know, for you guys. Maybe mm-hmm. our listeners get to know us a little bit more, and it's nothing too personal. I said that Joe didn't say the sex symbol was his wife, but you know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's totally a cop out to say it's your wife for sure, but you know, it's some things. They're just layups, right? Some things you just got to go for them when they come up. Um, but yeah, it's really funny you say Dragon Ball Z and Transformers. Those, Those are flash really, my mind. Really good shows. Yeah. 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 So the thing is, so Transformers was like my favorite cartoon. And then I actually bought the whole box set of what they released in like the US and the UK. And I watched it all. Uh, and it's terrible. So um, <laughs> that's, that's the problem <laughs> with watching uh, things you remember of Rose Tinted Glasses. Because the production yeah. values on that show weren't actually that good beyond the first three episodes uh which is a shame um, i've actually got to run guys i'm sorry um the bat signal has been lit so uh, <laughs> but we got to <laughs> know you a little bit more so thanks for stopping by uh joe actually has to go because his uh, daughter uh is a little bit sick joe first of all thank you i hope your um uh, your daughter feels better and like i always said it's always family it's always first cool i'll have some good stories for next time i promise so Bye, everyone. Yeah. See you later, Joe. Good luck, mate. So is there original too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Joe, uh, so uh, for people to know, we actually jump in into the call, and then uh, you guys are in England. I'm here in L.A., and then we actually, before we start, we discuss what we're going to talk about because we're very professionals, and we never email each other about what we're going to talk. So we right before no. the uh, the show, we always say, so what are we going to talk about? Um, but I actually wanted to throw this out there because it was actually a very cool thing to read from the perspective of a 15 year old, uh, beastie boy and what their answers were. Uh, there were a couple of questions there that I didn't want to throw out there because they were a little weird and we didn't want to <laughs> know that, uh, from each other. Um, but I say now you have to say what the questions were. The question so what, what was, uh, uh, the question was favorite porno. <laughs> That's aged so much that, I mean, that you could definitely tell that's a survey from like, what, 1980s, very early 1980s. I'm guessing like, uh, I'm, I've been reading the book. It's an absolutely fantastic book because it has different, I love when books are different. For example, yeah. the Neil Young book has a recipe for Neil Young's uh, spaghetti sauce. So wow. it's one of those things that, uh, you know, like, you know, even in this podcast, I always try to do something different. I tell you, let's try this, let's try that. Because one, I look very different from everybody else. And unfortunately, you look like most of the people in in this world, Andy. Uh, like, I want to say like 50% of this. So I have a very interesting look. And I've always been weird in my life. And everything ties into being a parent, right? Because... Being a parent yeah. has to, especially for us, for Andy and I, uh, we're the originators originators of this podcast, How to Be a Dad Without That. And basically, you know, going back and looking at, at yourself and what you liked before, what you like now and everything has to do with being a dad because our dads were not there. So 
mm-hmm. you know, we all that we just went through and said and everything, you know, it's things that shaped us. It's things that even though we may like Drake right now, the moment, we will always go back to when we listened to Queen for the first time. Or like yeah. you were saying, you know, like, you know, you guys are, you know, you and Joe are, are like very into the gaming uh, you know, community, and yep. for you, a big yep. moment was when you were able to play this game when you were underage, which is a funny thing to say because you know it's a game, but you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean. Yeah, games are for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think the the I mean the reason why I love doing this is that because uh, my dad wasn't around, you know, from quite a young age because he he passed away. Um, I like it being a living record, basically. So. If God forbid, if anything ever happens to me before my son can kind of have mental awareness, because like I say, he's he's one, right? So, you know, he he doesn't really have like uh, he has attachments for sure, and he knows that his mum and his mum and his dad are his dad. But in terms of who they are um, and thoughts about their character and things like that, he doesn't necessarily have that yet because uh, he's not developed enough. But when he does. Um, I'd love the idea of, of playing this to him. Um, and Jose, you know, same for your son as well. Like, I think it's a good living record of, of the trials and tribulations of what we go through as parents. And, you know, the whole idea is to kind of spread the, the good advice or the good vibes or the support. Uh, like Joe's just headed off because his, his daughter's like struggling to sleep. You know, it's things like that um, that kind of make parenting, you know, very real uh, and something that everyone has to kind of find their own way in doing but if we do it together and share knowledge as much as possible it gets a little bit easier right yeah and then um so hopefully like uh last show i told andy i'm like andy you start the show because it seems that i see all the analytics and it seems like every time you start the show people listen to the show the most and then i'm like you start the show so our past um show was the least listen of the, of them all and so that means that it doesn't matter who starts the show, but, you know, you know. It's good to test. Yeah. <laughs> but what what I wanted to start this like this, too, because maybe that's our core listeners. And now they know a little bit more about us and you and Joe and everything. And maybe, like, they get to know, you know, each other later. Maybe, you know, once you see Joe's wife and she's going to be like, you really did that. You really like that. Or, you know, things like that. And, you know, it's all related to being a parent. Because being a parent, you had to share experiences with your son. You had to understand how you were brought up to, you know, to become that dad that you had or you didn't have or become the best that you could be, you know. And we share stories about, you know, being parents, what not to do, what not to do. So hopefully we're here for you guys and you guys like it. And, you know, anything you want to discuss about the survey did you like it (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a really good idea it's really funny that you brought up the bc boys book because i had it on my christmas list and unfortunately it it didn't come through but uh yeah uh i think that it's amazing and i know it's something that we always talk about but even though we're both from different sides of the world have different cultural backgrounds have different expertise like the parallels between both of our lives it's it's just it's quite funny i do think fundamentally everyone is you know, regardless of where you're from or who you are, there's always one or two things that kind of can bring you together a little bit. So for me, it was the Transformers and Dragon Ball Z thing for sure um, that, that did it. 
uh, obviously I know you love baseball like massively and going to stadiums and getting the balls and, and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I think that dude, if you can, uh, definitely watch ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary series. Cause there's a couple of awesome documentaries on baseball that are really worth watching. Um, I watched the most of them, but do you know which ones you're talking about? Uh, there was one of a Mexican joining the LA Dodgers. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking really, about Fernando really Valenzuela. By the way, if, yeah. if you're Mexican and you live in LA and you don't know who Fernando Valenzuela, you know, is, go slap yourself. So there you go. <laughs> but that was amazing. That documentary was amazing. The other one was uh, on the uh, New Jersey uh, hockey team and this uh, owner that they had. It was the New Jersey Islanders. And it was this guy who basically said that he had like. Uh, $300 million to buy the team and the team was completely financially strapped and then this guy came along and saved the team and then it conspired that he didn't have any money whatsoever. Um, he actually tried to buy lots of teams uh, and really liked New Jersey um, and it was just slowly unraveled like his lies upon lies. It was a really good documentary. Uh, ESPN does amazing documentaries. They're, they're wow, awesome. that was the first time somebody ever said I like New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly well um, moving along yeah. to parenting things we uh we wanted to talk about um you know and probably we'll go over this when joe comes back too because he had interesting stories but we wanted to talk about uh, uh walking and yep. some ninja stuff and we'll go over the ninja things later uh because yep. i have interesting stories about parenting and being a ninja or teaching ninja <laughs> stuff but you're going through yeah. uh first of all happy birthday to your son how did that go thank you uh it was really good it's it's weird because it's a january birthday uh and it crept up on us a little bit which is crazy to say my wife did loads of preparation um i not so much mainly because i was busy at work and things like that um everything that people told me uh, i think it was yourself jose as well saying it's not really for your son it's really for everyone else that was proved to be a hundred percent correct uh so what we did is we wrapped up loads of presents for him he really didn't care he loved the <laughs> wrapping more than anything else he loved seeing all the family members come around it was a, i think it was a thursday in the end so we had a thing at like 10 30 in the morning so my grand uh my mum came around uh nicola's family came around uh, it was just really nice it was good to hang out and kind of celebrate the achievement of of having this little human and him being able to survive as long as he has which is crazy. Um, but yeah, it was really good. They got a cake. Cake was lovely. Um, did he eat cake? Did you guys give him cake? So we didn't, but he was sat on my lap while I was having cake and I gave him a little bit. And as soon as that happened, really, it became his cake. Uh, and he just absolutely demolished the slice that I had. But it was really, really nice. Like um, Joe, a few episodes back, talked about cake smash. Is that <laughs> supposed to be a thing that you do? Like create like a tiny little cake and put it in front of them like if we did that with my son he wouldn't know what to do so the fact that he saw us putting it in our mouths um he just thought it was amazing uh, it was really it's really weird watching someone blow out or try to blow out candles or just be around a cake with like candles on that are a light for the first time because like he was looking all around at everyone like singing and he didn't really know what what was going on, but he still had kind of a smile on his face. And then when we kind of like put him towards the cake to blow, and obviously we weren't expecting it to blow, we we, we kind of blew him out for him. Um, he was just he was just really content and happy. Uh, he we did get a 
um what do you call it like a leaping dog where basically they'll like shuffle along a bit and then they'll flip flipping dog uh he absolutely loved that that was his favorite toy by far played with it all the time until he broke it and then even though he breaks it uh he broke it and now it's just sounds like plastic grinding on plastic <laughs> with occasional barks he still absolutely loves it um i think i, I had the same toy when i was little by the way because i i saw uh i got into facebook because um did i say that i shot a commercial for facebook i don't think i said it yeah right? yeah i did right i think you did okay I think so you were auditioning for it or something but yeah so i got a commercial for facebook i was lucky enough to be casted for a commercial for facebook and so i decided to create a facebook just to see if i could find it to this day i can't find it but anyways but <laughs> i got i got paid anyways um so uh i got into facebook and i started adding people so one of um, my additions was your wife right And then yeah. she posted a video. I don't really go on Facebook, but I saw um, that she posted a video of the dog and your son going at it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I think I had that dog. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a great dog. It's not tested for one-year-olds for sure. It's definitely not built for endurance. But yeah, it, it was great. Um, it's just an amazing experience. I think that a lot of the time, especially during the first year, like you're so preoccupied and not necessarily worried about keeping them alive but definitely the first few months you're like oh <laughs> you're not getting a lot of sleep they're not necessarily getting the whole schedule thing they're not understanding how to eat sometimes um and i think it's very easy to kind of just go just kind of keeping going on with it like you need to take a moment and look back on what you've achieved um and i like i, I kind of say it as a joke like keeping a human being alive for a year but it is an achievement 100 it is and um i think that it's it just gets better like 100 this week's better than the last week it gets easier the week before that was yeah it gets yeah it gets easier i mean you definitely lose stuff like obviously you know my son isn't teeny tiny anymore um but you know he's doing baby gibberish all the time he's kind of feigning to walk a little bit before he realizes he's standing on his own and then he falls down like it's just i think it just gets better and better and it gets easier i think you're right i have a funny story about birthday cakes i guess and candles uh so my son learned how to blow candles and i don't think he understood the concept that you only blow candles when it's your birthday yeah. so he would see things that look like a candle on food and start singing happy birthday <laughs> so we will be at a burger place when they put that little stick in the middle who knows yeah. you know you know you know the little stick that they put yeah, on to burgers like to, to keep it together kind I, of thing so we yeah. will go to this place it's called uh they have it here and uh because they have really good chicken burgers And I will always order that burger. And then it had the little stick in the middle, right? So my son will always think that it was like time to sing happy birthday. So every time we went to, I felt weird and, and cool and crazy because every time we had the burger, we would start singing happy birthday. And so we will be at the Habit, which is a chain, uh, you know, fast food restaurant. And then we'll be singing happy birthday, burger, happy birthday, burger. And people will look at us, and sometimes I wonder if people thought that, one, we didn't have enough money, and we just went to the habit to celebrate my, <laughs> my son's birthday, which is fine, you know? You know, I didn't, have, yeah. I didn't have money when I was growing up and barely went to McDonald's, yeah. 
But I, I always wonder what people thought, you know. And then some people actually, you know, realized what was happening. Uh, and then it was, you know, the cutest thing ever because every time we will see a um, thing like that, like it had like a candle, my son would start singing happy birthday to it. And it's, it's the cutest thing ever. And but the, the 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 bad thing about that is that every time we went to a birthday party, he <laughs> he didn't understand that that candle and the cake wasn't his. <laughs> so he had to blow it. He absolutely had to blow it. We celebrated our niece's birthday and we took her out and they brought the candle. And she kind of said something and the candle blew and he lost it because he had to blow it. He <laughs> had to. It was his candle. He didn't know it was his birthday or anything like that. Yeah. So that's one story. And then the other one, when my, my nephew and my niece are like my my kids too they grew up with me and then i grew up with them well you know you know because i used to live with my brother and so my nephew he was very i want to say sensitive he will cry for everything so (laughs) there's still a joke to this day he's 12 at the moment there's a joke with him that they still people every time there's a birthday and there's a birthday uh, party at my brother's house everybody will say like hey remember when you know my nephew will like because he will cry when people start singing happy birthday. So it's like, happy birthday. And then he will be like, <laughs> and then we start like, all right, maybe it's because we're too loud. And we'll be like, happy birthday. And he's like, Aah. so for some reason, singing happy birthday for him was a traumatic experience. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That ruins so many, like the amount of restaurants that you go to where somebody is celebrating a birthday or whatever. Do you, what, did you ever get to the bottom of why it was a problem for him? Like, well, he was, um, so he had, I don't, I don't want to say like he has like a issue with him or like he's, I don't, you know, like everybody has issues with him themselves, right? And yeah. you could see them when they're little, you know, like. One person could be hyperactive. One person could be shy. So when they're little, they they express themselves. They don't know how mm. to hold things, right? Because they're brand new. Yeah. They don't know how to, like, fake it, right? Um, yeah. So my nephew had a, I don't, I don't want to say temper or... So he was very sensitive and he was very... He would go from super sensitive to explode. Mm. So he was one of those kids that you will see on the, you know, on the market and go nuts mm. and things will trigger him and he will go nuts for a long period of time. Can you know, like my son could go nuts. And then if I, you know, say something loud or like, you know, he knows that he's in trouble or something, he will stop yeah. being going nuts unless he's having a haircut that nothing you could do there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my nephew was there were times that you know my brother and I will be like we're afraid that people will call the cops on us because they would think we're doing something to my nephew because he mm. will burst he will go from zero to a hundred and keep it a hundred like crying kicking screaming for a yeah. long period of time uh one story that I have for you is like we were in I got laid off in 2009 and I literally became uh, per- a personal babysitter for my niece and my nephew. 
And because um, I was waiting for my papers to go through, so I couldn't work or anything. So I was just living yeah. at my brother's house. So I would take him out here and there. So I made a point that I will always take my nephew to McDonald's on Friday to spend time with him for him to go out and things like that. So one time I told them I always have my five minute rule. I, I always say five minutes and I started doing that with my nephews. So I, you give him warnings. Right. So yeah. the way I do it is like, let's say you guys are at a park. And you need to leave. So I give a warning for the kid to understand that at some point coming up, we're going to have to leave. So it's not like, uh-huh. let's go. Because most kids are going to be like, fuck you. No, I'm having fun. We're not leaving. Yeah. So I give All warnings. Right. Just one more minute, one more minute. Yeah, so I give him yeah. warnings. In five minutes, we're leaving. Five minutes, we're leaving. After the third one, we actually leave, you know? So I yeah. started doing that. And then my my nephew didn't want to go. And... And for some reason, he just went nuts. And he went, like, I, I forgot what it, what happened. And he didn't want to come down from the playing area. And then he, walk, he was literally next to the, the, um, the slide. And yeah. I couldn't go through the normal side because it was only for little kids. So I had to yeah. climb inside the slide, get my nephew. And he's kicking. He's screaming. I put him yeah. on my shoulder. While he's scre- kicking, <laughs> screaming. And at the time, I didn't have a car. I didn't drive. Yeah. I walked with him on my shoulder, him kicking and screaming for two blocks so we could wow. go to the, the bus stop. And then I put him down, and he started to calm down. And I told him, you're never coming back to uh, uh, um, McDonald's. And then I told him something that he always hated. And I told him, I'm taking your your sister instead and for him <sighs> going to mcdonald's was like the highlight of his weekend of his like week yeah. so for me to yeah. so he kind of at, at that point because he was like four or five i forgot he started to understand what he was doing you know like he needed yeah, to. yeah. but he's just he was one of those you know kind of kids that i'm pretty sure any somebody who's listening has one has seen or has one of those kids that goes from zero to nothing and it just goes nuts yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I've definitely read about it and had experience with it with extended family and stuff. I think it is what I always find hard is remembering, like, because obviously my, my son, because he's one, like, he he will have stages where he's he's inconsolable because, so he loves mobile phones, for example, right? So you can't really use a mobile phone around him because he will try to get the mobile phone. Um, this has become a problem because I like to send my wife pictures of him when she's not around because she's working or doing whatever. And um, the funny thing is, is that I can't send pictures anymore because whenever I get the phone out, he wants the phone. Um, and he starts clawing for it or whatever. And if if you give it to him and yield, then he will essentially uh, you'll have to take it away from him because it will trigger SOS or the phone your old boss or do whatever embarrassing thing with a mobile phone. So you have to take it away from him. And then he's he's upset. And he's upset for a good four to five minutes or whatever. Wow, the thing really? Is, he's, he's like, he's a baby. He's one. That's totally okay. That's totally not a problem. But because he's so good all the other times, it's literally just mobile phones that are trigger for him. That's become a thing that you can think about. Um, so I think it is definitely easy to forget like when you described that story to me and I was like, uh, you know, he's between the ages of four and five. Like obviously, when you're in it and you've got a four or five year old who's doing that to you, 
absolutely infuriating and you just want to do anything to make it stop right but at the same time like they're four or four or five like that's that's not obviously it's a person but it's there's so the, there's so much more development that they need to go through it's just it's just crazy i mean what what were the thoughts that were going through your mind when you had him like well it was one of those things that your shoulders like you don't know what triggers them and i don't know if they knew what triggers them he's yeah. like this and that's the thing like it was like the dark side of him mm-hmm. coming out because he is the nicest sweetest loveliest boys ever and he was for 95 percent of the time and yeah. it was not like he would do that every day no he would do it probably three times four times a year but mm. when it happened it happened you know it, it was probably one of those things where you know how they say that you shouldn't bottle everything down because at some point yeah. it's going to explode so i'm pretty sure he used to do that you know so he didn't know he had issues with expressing himself, maybe, and then when mm. something triggered, like me, I had an, I have anxiety and I used to have panic attacks, you know. So everybody has like different things, but no, my nephew is like my son, and then I love them to death and still do, and I would give my life to for him and everything. But it was one of those things that once in a while something will trigger him and he will go nuts, and I don't know what it was like. And he was very sensitive. He's a very, very, I mean sensitive person because he's 12 now he's still very sensitive um so maybe i don't know he just is very sensitive and you know things will trigger him and he didn't know how to handle it he just exploded i guess i don't know (laughs) it's definitely tricky it's definitely tricky i think um you know how how do you think? Because obviously I'm I'm coming at it from a relatively new parent as like a one year, a, a one year old, right? Obviously your son's a bit older. Um, I mean, how 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 would you compare the first birthday to the second birthday, for example? Oh, simple. You know how I told you like the first birthday is for you guys and your family. Yeah. yeah. Well, the second birthday he already has like he could say I like this. Yeah. So his first birthday for us, I knew it was going to be for the parents. So I didn't want to yeah. waste money on feeding people that I really don't see that much. <laughs> uh, so we took a trip to um, uh, to Chicago. And um, second birthday, my girlfriend kind of fooled me and he got baptized. And it became like baptism party slash birthday party. Uh, yeah. But he already knew what he wanted. He already, you know, when he's two, he already knows his favorite thing. Like for us, was Sesame Street, right? So you guys could yeah. create a theme. You know, you will, you will. Cr- by the way, you will create theme parties all the way until he's probably like twelve. So we, <laughs> it will go from Sesame Street to PJ Masks to Transformers yeah. to like, and so on. You know, so this is. As soon as they start having their own, like I told you, right now you have it easy. Wait until he yeah. starts talking. He has his own opinion. He has his own <laughs> saying. He understands that he could do whatever the fuck he wants. So wait until yeah. that. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing. So the second birthday will be like, um, and you'll be like, oh, you're right. It will be something that he likes. like, And then it will be a true birthday party where you, I don't know how it's over there, right? Because, you know, cultures are different. But over here was... Yeah. Uh, Elmo theme party. So we had goldfishes. We had uh, Elmo 
you know, things. And, th and so it becomes his party already. It's not your party yeah. anymore. So, you know, it will be a kid's party. And hopefully there's kids out there that for you, like in your family, because it sucks when you have a, a kid's party and either everybody's older or nobody's yeah. having kids and there's nobody to play with. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's obsessed with his uh, with his niece. Uh, she's a little bit older, a couple of years older. Um, and he just loves just watching her move around and just do stuff and play with things and stuff. So, What do you yeah, mean I his think niece? What's that, sorry? What do you mean his niece? Oh, his, well, wait, it'd be my niece. So what would that be? His yeah, cousin. cousin yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, his cousin. Uh, he loves watching her like do stuff. So I think he's definitely, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I can't wait for that. Like, I can't wait for him to be, you know, there's nothing wrong with him at the moment, obviously, because he's, he's a one-year-old kid and he's learning and he's great and I love spending time with him. But, like, I can't imagine him having his own thoughts you know what i mean I, that sounds really dumb but it's just it's it's too big to think about it'd be like someone saying to me before he was born like um oh here's exactly what it's going to be like to be a parent like it's it's kind of it's impossible to know until you're actually there and i think it's kind of the same when you're when you're managing a kid who has his own thoughts and decides what he does or doesn't want to do things like he already does that with his body language right like he hates uh he will always kind of like he'll start aggressively shaking his head or like throwing his arms around a bit if you try to give him something that he doesn't want or if you try and take something away from him and he started squirming as well so like when you pick him up you're like oh, i don't want to be picked up so i'm just gonna go as loose as i can <laughs> um so yeah he's already starting to do that but yeah i think when you give voice to it and give words to it yeah i, I can't imagine that well it's just be crazy just you know that's why i have this sound bites is like when he starts saying like how was your weekend and you're like what the fuck he just said how was my week well it was pretty good how was yours you know you know or like uh have a nice weekend have a nice weekend and you're nice like weekend. what the hell it's interesting because at the moment he is going through this like he's becoming the parent so mm -hmm. he will call me by my name he'll be like jose don't do that and i was like <laughs> The first time I was like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> now I'm like, oh, sorry, sir. And he's like, and then because uh, I, you know, pet name, I call him like, hey, little man. So now he calls me, hey, big man. So you know, <laughs> it's always like, so. Mate, that's amazing. That's so good. How's it walking? It's going to be awesome. How's the walking going? The walking is so last podcast Joe told us that his little one was walking which was great um and it, his daughter's a little bit older than, than my son um so we've been doing more like walking exercises using food as a motivator which Joe mentioned which is a great idea um he's Wait, what do you mean getting that? there well like uh in terms of so what would happen is let's say my wife would sit two yards away from me and I would sit uh well two yards away from her she would have like a snack and then whoever is whoever's opposite the other person. So, for example, if I'm holding my son, my wife would have the snack and I'd kind of like walk a little bit to her and then he'd get the snack. And then he has a snack. He's all happy. And then uh, we would uh, she would then walk him back to me. But there's always like that half a yard in between where basically 
my wife at that point would let go or I would let go and just see how he deals with that. Um, and he's definitely getting there. I think at the moment he's he's leaning lots. We've got a walker for him as well. So he likes walking up a, a walker with like wheels and it's got blocks in it. So he likes um, basically walking up and down the living room. He's actually started to ride that thing as well while we push it, which is quite funny. Um, but the thing is, he's so good at crawling. Like the distance that he can cover when crawling is absolutely nuts. He's so quick. So I think part of that is not necessarily delaying his development but i think he's like whenever you try and get him to walk he's like dude what are you doing that for like i can cover that distance crawling in like two seconds like just leave me alone i got this it's totally not a problem um but yeah it's uh it is fun i was going to ask you if he if he crawl because my son was crawling and he didn't crawl too much and then he actually started to walk but it was an interesting situation when my when my niece and my nephew My niece didn't crawl. She just went from nothing to walking. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, she's a special little girl because she's, I think she either is going to be a superstar or like a journalist or things like that, even though their parents yeah. are saying, no, you got to be a dentist. But I was like, <laughs> she's very, I mean, there's something about her. I mean, not only her name means like uh, flower, but, uh, uh, and, you know something but like yeah kids could go from they could escape crawling and it's a thing like where like kids go from nothing to like just walking and of course it doesn't happen overnight you had to like yeah, teach yeah. them how to walk and stuff like that but they just skip the crawling and then That's the opposite crazy. like maybe like your son he's so comfortable crawling that he doesn't know that it's another step yeah I, i think it's partly that i also think that he's just he's still really really young like um I, I'm told that 13 months is a good time, so he's not far off that. Um, I also know people whose kids don't walk until they're like two years, two months. So what? You know, I think. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. think that it's should crazy. be that should be a problem, no? No, it's uh, there. So basically, uh, the more I've read about this, um, it can like it's all to do with where your brain develops. So it can develop in towards movement but it can also develop towards speech. So for example, with this kid, his speech was amazing, but his movement wasn't massively great and he was crawling constantly. Um, but his proper walking didn't kick in until, uh, until he was uh, over the age of two. So, but were the yeah, parents doing anything to help him or do you think yeah, just they were, be? they were, they were doing a lot, but I think it's, um, some kids just develop at a different rate. Um, And it's, you know, I think for the first few years, from, from what I've read anyway, obviously we're not doctors. We, we say that every episode. We're definitely not doctors. We're just using our own experience to kind of inform our decision-making and stuff and occasional WebMD research. Uh, yeah, just some kids, like, literally don't worry about it. Uh, if they're progressing in other ways and they're starting to do, kind of hit their, their key stage uh, development, it's totally not a problem. Um But yeah, with my son, I hope he does it soon. But I need to, I talk to my wife about this quite a lot because um, I'm quite a competitive person <laughs> and I don't want to channel that towards like development milestones for my son. Like that's not a good look oh, no. for anyone. Let um, him be, let him be. But exactly, exactly. So that's what we're doing. Uh, well, at least and... you know that if your son is two and still not walking, it's okay, I guess. I'll yeah. be worried. I'll be worried if it's like 18 months. But that's just me, by the way. Like, like you say, everybody's different. So, 
well, I want to take him playing football as soon as possible. Like that's like you know, he's got to pay for his mum and dad somehow. Uh, being a football superstar would definitely help. Um, also, you know, if he wants to be a racing driver when he's older, he needs to have really good foot movement. You know, to operate the pedals and stuff. So, yeah, it's well, you better start <laughs> saving for that because yeah, you told me it's expensive. It's, it's so a... you better start getting other PR gigs, man, because. Yeah. You better yeah. start hoping that all you got to do is buy cleats and ball <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, Football and then... Better. I mean, they, that they I can't re- go go-karting until the age of six. So I've got a little bit of time. Got a little bit of time. I remember my niece actually started walking like 11 or 10 months. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. two years? Well, there you go. I mean... Like we always say, right? Like kids are different. So now let me tell you this. So um, if you listen to this podcast all the time, by the way, this is how to be a dad without a dad with Andy and Jose. And um, I said that my my girlfriend is a teacher for a preschool daycare and my son has been going with them. So they teach them the proper way to deal with situations, right? So for mm-hmm. example, if somebody's doing something to you, Meaning kids and kids, of course. Um, so, so if another kid is trying to push you or is pushing you around, they teach kids to say, no, thank you. You put your hand out and say, walk away. So that's the way they do it, which is pretty cool. And when you yeah. see it on a kid, it's the amazing things to say because <laughs> they're like, no, thank you. Walk away. So <laughs> my son has a tendency of he's not shy. My son is not shy at all. Um, but when he goes to the playground, he's not shy either. But what I notice is that he could be the one getting beat up because he is not, he doesn't have a self-defense mechanism, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for example, if he's like going up the stairs in the playground and two kids are coming down running, he will literally freeze and let them go instead of, you know, saying like, hey, it's my turn. So I've been, you know, I've been, I want to say I've been teaching him how to like, you know, like be like, hey, this is my time or hey, excuse me or hey, it's my turn. And for him to like start putting his foot down, like, hey, don't do that or things like that, even though he already knows how to like, you know, you know, no, thank you. Walk away. So I've been implementing things like there's this little boy that he is friends with, but this little boy is very active, I want to say. So he's like one of those kids that punches people and pushes people around somehow. That's another thing about my son. I don't know why he's attracted to that, even though he doesn't like that. So he's attracted to like bad boys to be to (laughs) hang out with them. But he doesn't like when the bad boy is pushing him or throwing him around. (laughs) It's kind of weird situation. But he's yeah. only, he's only three. Who cares? So I've been teaching. Yeah, him, yeah, so I've been teaching him to like not only push his hand out, say no, thank you, walk away, and after you say walk away, kick something. Has <laughs> <laughs> he done it? If you see him do it, so like for example, he will he will be here and he will be like no, thank you, papa, walk away, and then he will go whoops with his leg, <laughs> and then uh, I think my girlfriend said that like I think he did it one time. But luckily, he didn't hit anybody. So I want him to kind of have a self-protection situation. And actually, my friend came to visit me because she moved to Washington. So I'm like, hey, you know, let's kick it before you leave. And then we were at this playground at the mall. And then I see my because I'm like 24-7 looking up. If we ever if you and I ever go to a playground and my son is there, 
I'm like the parent, like, I don't take my eyes away from my son, right? Like, I'm mm. like, when I go to a playground, just him and I, I'm like the one inside the playground next to my son while <laughs> everybody else are with their phones. So it's, I'm overprotective, but that's fine. Um, so yeah. my son was having trouble with this little guy at the, at the, <laughs> at the playground. And then he, he looks at me, he's like, he's pushing me. And then I'm like, remember, you just gotta say. So he started telling the little kid, hey, don't do that. No, thank you. Walk away. And then he would go. <laughs> and then he kept saying it. And the poor little kid was like, and the mom, she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. He didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, okay. But then my son kept saying, I told you. No, thank you. Walk away. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, relax. He's already know that. He's like, relax. All you got to do is one time. And then he would like, look at him. He's like, no, thank you. Walk away. <laughs> so my question to you is, are you going to... Well, you never, you don't know how your son is going to be, right? He could be the opposite. He could be the one roughing yeah. up everybody. But do you think you're going to teach him how to kind of defend himself or put his foot down? Or do you think it's a good thing I'm doing? Or So I have a story about this. So my, my son goes to nursery, which is basically play school or play group uh, or whatever. Um, and he started to have a problem in... Uh, with another kid in the playgroup at the age of one. Uh, whenever he goes near this kid, this kid will make a sound. My son will kind of like cry and then the kid will laugh. And that's at like the age of one, which is crazy, right? Like that's weird stuff going on. Anyway, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's, um, it, it's their one, their babies. There's nothing you can do about it. But this did kind of conjure up feelings inside me of like, man, I gotta get ready. What a scary place. I gotta get him ready. What's gonna happen? I mean, the next time this could be this. The next time, next time we could punch him. And then what are you gonna do? Nothing. He's a baby. Um, so they kind of put me down this crazy like thought spiral of uh, of of anger, really, uh, and like fear. Um, but obviously he's a baby, so it doesn't matter. Um, and he'll totally go through it. And that kid's not that that play group anymore for at least for a bit. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the point is, is that. I understand where those feelings come from. So when, like, when you describe that story to me, I'd be like, I can, like, how proud were you when he was like, no, thank you. Uh, please walk away. Like, you must have been proud, right? Because he learned that he could, essentially, a guy was mean to him. He learned that he could deal with it his own way. Um, I think, I think I would be proud if that was my son, I think. <laughs> it was funny for me to see it, you know, especially because... He kept saying it to the poor guy who already stopped. But I also started doing where I push him. Like I put my four fingers and push his chest. And I started yeah. teaching him to do the Chinese block, like go down with his hand. Yeah. So if somebody tries to push him. So I want to. It's one of those weird things that I want to put in him where it's like a reflection so if somebody pushes mm. him, the first reflection he's going to do is block it, right? Bring it down. Mm. So I, I, you know, once in a while, I'll be like, all right, let's practice. And then I'll push him and he's like, whoops, whoops. Because, <laughs> you know, I want him to defend himself. He will always be the shortest guy, you know, because his dad is only 5'2". Hopefully not yeah. because his, his, my, uh, my, my brother-in-laws are like the nicest guys. And like, they're very like you guys geeky like they love video <laughs> games they 
they yeah. like they they know everything about a video game they read it's, these guys are you know total i don't i don't know if i should say geeks or anything but it's yeah. very like into the video game so and they're very nice but every time like and i am who i am very loud and this little ant bouncing everywhere and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> But every time I get close to them, I always forget how tall and big these guys because they're like six two and six three, and I'm always yeah. like, these guys are so nice. I never always say, I never think how big these guys are. So hopefully my son gets to be normal, thanks to my normal height. Next, thanks to my girlfriend. But yeah, I want him to be able to, in a situation because he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, does conflict. So if conflict comes to him, I want him to be able to prevent conflict. You know what I mean? If yeah. somebody, yeah. he's not there to push people, but if somebody is like that, because there's kids like that everywhere, um, mm -hmm. and if your kid is like that, you know, try to fix it. Um, so yeah. I want him to be able to defend himself. I want him to be able to be like, no, thank you, walk away, or don't push me, and things like that. Because it, in my situation, I'm always... I don't think I never be in a fight. I don't want to be in a fight, but I don't think I could defend myself or even before I was very self-conscious. So I don't think I was able to stand up for myself. So I don't mm. want my son to be like that. I don't, I want him to stand up for himself. I want him to, you know, understand that he could put his foot down and say no. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a good lesson. I think it's definitely, you know, I think it's the, it's the timing of that lesson is important as well, right? Because he's not too far away from school, or at least school age in the UK is like four. Um, so you do preschool first, which is like kindergarten, I guess, or whatever. Um, but I do think that, yeah, I think if the if I think about my son, I, I, I think I'd be the same as you, man. Like it's so, your natural instinct is to protect, right? And I even still get that feeling. I don't know if you still get it when you like you drop him off at, a play school or nursery or whatever. Um, but I still get that feeling when I drop him off in the morning and then come and pick him up in the afternoon or in the uh, early evening that in the morning when I drop him off, I'm like, oh, I really hope he has a good day and I hope that everyone's nice to him. And then like the, uh, that thought will kind of be ever present throughout the day. And about two hours after I've dropped him off, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should just give him a call or just maybe just pop in because it's only down the road. Yeah, I could totally pop in. It's like, no, don't be stupid. You're being ridiculous. Like he's a one year old. He's in a place he's cared for by amazing people um, for his birthday. Like they even got him like a because we dropped him into nursery uh, like for an hour. They even got him like a cake and sung happy birthday to him and stuff like it was amazing. They're brilliant. But I think it's it's so easy to be overprotective and it's so easy for like thoughts to run through your head when you're not with them and you can't see them um so yeah i think preparing them for the world and preparing them for people that they're gonna meet it's definitely a good thing man 100 uh, it's so difficult and so scary but like i say i'm super overprotective so i i'm so comfortable with i trust my girlfriend so much i trust my my brother my my in-laws and the people that work at that school so much that I'm comfortable. Mm. Well, if it was a place that I didn't know like you, I would be like you and even more. I would literally pop in like unannounced just to see what they're doing. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just to, like, I would, but, or my girlfriend, she's been there for, like, 10 years. They treat him like royalty, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. um, you know, the teachers know her, so they treat him as his son. Uh, so he always has a teacher in, in a different class that my girlfriend is friends with. And, you know, I know that, you know, he will be protected and things like that. He has his, I think I said it before, he's one of his best friends. Like, he's very tough. So, and mm -hmm. then he, he took a while for him to start speaking. And uh, I think he started to speak now. He's fine. But he's very tough. And then um, his parents were, like, one of those, like, carefree. Like, he could walk away and then they don't care whether he's there or not. And they know he's going to mm -hmm. be safe. Um, so, I always call them the brains and the muscles. So I know that he, I, I uh, um, I, I know that he will protect my son. So whenever he tells me that the other guy that he hangs out with pushed him, I'd be like, "Don't hang out with that guy. Hang out with yeah. this guy," you know, and and things like that. But you know, unfortunately, things will happen. One day he's gonna come home and somebody beat him up, or luckily no, right? Like I don't, I yeah. never, nobody ever beat me up when I was growing up. Maybe because I, I knew I was, you know, weird looking and I just made fun of myself and made people laugh. Um, you know, so I don't know. You never you can't expect what you don't know yet. So the only thing that you could do is prepare. So yeah. as of right now, I'm teaching him how to block things, and push yeah. people like if they're pushing them and things like that. And you don't want to wrap them in cotton wool either, right? Like you wanted to have some kind of experience. It's like for me. I didn't get bullied at school, but I best, definitely got hassled. And I think that those things, and this wasn't like at the age of either of our sons. It, this was like later on, like, you know, between the ages of 14 and 16 or whatever. Um, you kind of, you want them to have experiences, but you want them to have experiences that they're ready for. And I do think like once you reach like upper echelons of high school or secondary school in the UK, I think, you know, that, that can be when some of the, not very nice stuff happens to them. But between the ages of like one and six, like the world should just be an amazing place for them. And they think everything's bubblegum and sunshine. Like, you know, that you want them to be as kid for as long as possible, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I didn't get bullied at school. Like I said, I got made fun of, but made fun of was a street thing that it was a language, right? So for yeah. example, you could call me anything. I would take it as a joke and it was not going to affect me. But like I said, you better take it because I'm coming. I, I could literally make people cry for what I say, you know. So, yeah, and, and, you know, so you better be ready to that. I'm going to make fun of you, your family, your mom and everybody. So <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, like, you know, I could talk smack and smack was something that you were thought on the streets. And most of my childhood was like I was out with my friends and. I didn't like school and I never followed the rules and things like that. So, but I want him to be different. So hopefully he's able to put his foot down. Yeah. It's a good sentiment. Definitely one that I'll follow up for sure. <laughs> anyway. So before we go, we always have a little segment called Andy's jokes. And the way the segment goes is that basically Andy tells a joke and it's not only a joke. It's a dad joke. And why? Because this is a dad podcast. You guys are listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad with Andy and myself. Joe had to go because guess what? He's a dad and his number one priority is being a dad. 
his daughter is a little sick. So hopefully she is better and he will be with us the next podcast. So basically what it is is Andy tells a joke. And if you want to be part of the jokes, if you want to submit a joke, if you want to give us money for Andy to stop saying jokes, you can send us at email at info at dad without a dad dot com. Info at dad without a dad uh, dot com. And also, if you want to be a sponsor for this segment, you could also be a part of the segment and sponsor this segment. All you you have to do is send us an email at info at dad without a dad dot com. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready. Are you ready? Hey. Are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. Well, I am ready, and here's Andy with Andy's jokes. <laughs> that jingle always makes you smile. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, so. Joke is kind of related to the jingle this week. Uh, it came to me while I was dropping my son off at nursery. Uh, it came to you? In honor. Yeah, it did. It was one straight from the old noggin, this one, which is good. Right. <clears throat> so, I bought a pirated copy of Bohemian Rhapsody from my local market. It's not very good, though. All I see is a little silhouette of a man. <laughs> So the whole point of dad jokes is they're supposed to be not very good. That one is original. Uh, now, so, yeah. can you uh, say that in American English? Because the first part, you bought a copy? Is that what you said? Yeah, pirated copy. They're, pirated copy. Oh, okay, so okay. like a, uh, yeah. a bootleg copy, just for everybody, anybody listening. <laughs> there we go. Bootleg copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm torturing the joke, Isaac. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have more next time. We'll have more good ones. Oh, we only have one? We only have one this week. Oh, we only have one. okay. Well, if anybody wants to be a part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email at info at dadwithoutadad.com. Info at dadwithoutadad. You could be a sponsor. And if you want a shout out from the one and only Andy during his only in one segment, popular segment, by the way, called Andy's Jokes, you can send us an email at info at dad without a dad.com and that was andy's jokes okay <laughs> okay <laughs> uh before we leave do you want to um, you know do you have anything else before we say goodbyes um shout out to my nephew who is going to become a dad very soon. Oh wow! Uh, so shout out to him. Um, your nephew, wow! From yeah, your, da- your um, brothers. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm the youngest of the family. So uh, how old is your yeah. oldest then? So what's my, the age different? Uh, so he's 21. Um, he's a lovely fella, uh, and his um, girlfriend's lovely as well. So going to about to embark on this magical journey of parenthood, which is great. Um, so best wishes to them, which is crazy, which is it's going to be really, really fun. Um, <laughs> you're so optimistic. Uh, and I, I'll be yeah, like, totally, dude, dude your, da- like- your life is over, man. Your life is <laughs> over. You're 21. What the fuck are you doing, man? Ah! I, I mean, I had a son when I was uh, 30, 
two, right? That's when my son was born. So, and I'm always wondering if we left it too late. So I think 21, it's, it's going to be an awesome dad. It's going to be the coolest dad ever. Like for me, when I go on things like Instagram and I'm like, I, I feel so out of touch. So out of date. Whereas he's going to be right on the cusp, which is which is good. Um, and no, and I'm not saying he's going to be a bad dad or anything. What I'm saying yeah. is that my advice is always, you know, live your life because yeah. you don't want to have the what if. And when you're yeah. 21, man, oh. But you know what? The best thing when you're a young parent is you have energy yeah. and you have things to do. And you'll yeah. take your baby everywhere. So good luck to him. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it all, you know, goes well. Congratulations to him. Do you know what it's going to be? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, it's still quite early for them. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. It's always nice to have. Uh, it's going to be nice that my son's not going to be the youngest in the family anymore. That would be good. That would be good. Now it goes back to what we're talking about. His son or daughter is going to be your son's nephew or niece now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never thought about that before. So that, that's, what you were saying, that's pretty it, crazy. Came, it came true at the moment. <laughs> Man, that blew my mind. I wasn't ready for that. At like 20 to 11 at night in the UK, I was not ready for that thought. <laughs> uh Anything what about else? you, Jose? Any shout-outs? Oh, for me, um, we forgot to say shout-out to our loved ones. So shout-out to your uh, wife. Yeah. Shout-out to happy birthday, little Andy. You know, you have great parents. Uh, <laughs> if you guys ever need a uh, brown little dude to be a monkey for him, I will always be there for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout-outs to your wife. Shout-outs to your son. Happy birthday to him. Shout-outs to Joe. Uh, hopefully his uh, daughter is better. Shout-outs to... Uh, Joe's wife, thanks for listening. Um, shout outs to my girlfriend and my son. I love them very much. Shout outs to my boss. He's going to be a dad of twins, so his life is really over. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and the, and they were tr they were struggling to uh, become pregnant, so it's a blessing for them. And yeah. um, and so they went through a lot. So you know, he's going to be a great dad because he is. He was brought up very good his mom passed away young and his dad was a really good dad and brought him up to be a really good person my boss is i respect him a lot he's my age and he's a very nice guy the only bad thing about him is that he smokes too much he you better stop that if you ever listen to this stop it um but he's a very great person he's you know his values, the way he is, and everything, you know, he, I respect him a lot. So congratulations to him. He's going to be a great dad. Uh, where can people find you, Andy? You can find me on Twitter, at Gaming Goodness. Uh, and if you have a game out that you'd like to PR at any point or you need any help promoting, uh, hit me up on Twitter. I can tell you I, I might be able to help. Um, so yeah, uh, find me at gaming goodness, all one word, two G's at gaming goodness. And you can find, find me at all places at dad without a dad at dad without a dad. That means Twitter at dad without a dad, Instagram at dad without a dad, Facebook at dad without a dad. Uh, what else do we have now? 
Oh, yeah. My website also is a brand new website, thatwithoutdad.com. You could actually listen to our podcast there, too, now. Uh, you could read my nice. blog, and you could send us money for Andy's jokes, too. So there you go. <laughs> and before we go, uh, we want to say that you could follow Joe at Game of Joe's. Yes. Game of Joe's. At yeah. a Game of Joe's. At a Game of Joe's. Or you could just visit his website. It's pockettactics.com. It's a magazine, really cool magazine. Go check it out, pockettactics.com. Um, is that it? Do you have anything else? I think there was one more. We're on a new platform now, aren't we? So we're on SoundCloud, obviously. We're somewhere else as well. So, well, we're in every platform, I guess. Uh, we, yeah. But yeah, there's a brand new one. We are in Spotify. So I had a little... Uh, so... I told Andy, I, I didn't want to get through this, but in two weekends ago, I had three big blows in my professional life. Uh, I was up for this big position that I said I was going to get it because, first of all, I didn't ask for it. They actually started offering me, so they put my high hopes. And then the same weekend, I got another blow about a big opportunity that I've had. And then I discovered something about the new job that I, I am right now that I'll tell you after the show and yeah. that was the third blow so luckily i always believe when bad things happens happens in threes so that was three big blows on my professional life <laughs> so literally i've been having a lot of free time so i what i've been doing i've been playing with streaming uh audio companies and because i need to like listen to a lot of music to take my mind off away of that i'm going to be broke in about two months and so I started playing with Spotify, Amazon Unlimited, uh, Apple Music, and Pandora. And I saw that we could put our podcast on Spotify. So now if you're a Spotify uh, customer, if you have a Spotify account, all you got to do is search for that without a dad, that without a dad, or Jose de la Roca, and you could follow us and listen to a podcast through Spotify. You could also nice. find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, iPods, and my website. Slowly taking over the world. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, hope um, Joe's daughter is feeling better. And you guys are listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. To, uh, for Andy, for myself, Jose Jose de la Roca, thank you for